0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Coffee Break, welcome to the Land of the Paranormal, Um, I'm your host Leon L. In tonight's discussion we're going to be talking about um, some scientists believe that spiders can actually uh, devour the earth. Scientists believe that the spiders can actually devour every human on earth. I don't know if this is true or not, but this is what's in the story. they actually think that all these spires could breed could breed and come together as one big force and devour every single human being on the face of this earth um found the story online uh the other day uh, story goes we shouldn't just assume a headline as insanely terrifying as this couldn't be possible but i can confirm it It comes verified from peer-reviewed scientific papers with all the necessary data to back it up. In other words, it wouldn't take much for uh, these spiders uh, to uh, devour the earth in certain ways. Um, It goes on to say, we'd probably be ill-equipped to avoid becoming lunch for billions of eight-legged spiders. Once a scientific study I'm referring to is a survey done by the Department at Entomology uh, at North Carolina State University in Raleigh, which analyzed a number of factors regarding the regional, sp- uh, the regional spider population. Spiders were found in virtually 100% of human habitations surveyed in those homes. Spiders were found in 68% of bathrooms and 75% of bedrooms. In other words, the old saying, you've never more than three feet from a spider, may not be an exaggeration after all. But that's not the scariest part, not by a long shot. Goes on to say, based on the survey's findings, biologist Martin McNiffler and Klaus Beckhofer in an interesting thought experiment by calculating how much food insects birds lizards mice and other small animals would be consumed on average by the entire spider population of the earth over the course of one year their conclusion the world's uh, spiders eat between 400 to 800 million tons of animal flesh annually Well, that's a lot so well let's look at this way is how many of those spiders were actually um were actually uh it's okay it says uh spiders eat between 400 to 800 million tons of animal flesh annually now how many spiders are they actually saying that are eating this uh 800, you know 400 to 800 uh million tons of animal flesh annually how many extra spiders are actually eating that animal flesh so we gotta look at that aspect of it. Uh, it. That has to be a lot. For that much million tons, I mean, you're talking million tons, that's a lot. Uh, it says, so consider this, even if the numbers fall, the loose side of the scale at 400 tons, that still means the world's combined spiders eat more food than the entire human population on any given year. But see, this is where I have a problem with this, in a, in a way, because how do they know how much spiders eat? Or what do they do? Set there and count every single spider that's eating something? Or I don't know where they get their uh, reports about this. Uh, you know, what do they do? Set there and count every single little spider that's eating? Oh, there's one, there's two, there's three, and so on. So how how do they know that that's 400, 800 million uh, tons? Of animal flesh they eat annually, no one really knows, and I don't think they even know that that's uh, you know low scale. They say 400 tons. How do they even know that that many spiders eat that much? I mean, they got to be talking. That's got to be millions and millions of spiders then. Um, and it says, but we're and it goes on to say, but we're still not done. Uh, it goes on to say the paper contains an even more blood chilling uh, thing here. The estimated mass of all the seven billion humans on Earth comes to roughly two hundred eighty-seven million tons, which means the world spiders can eat uh, every last one of us and still have room for dessert. But I don't see I don't see that's how that's going to happen. How that could happen? I mean, it, you're, it, at this point, you're talking about some kind of uh, horror movie like they had back in the 1950s and 1960s you know like the uh one about the uh, human fly uh you know where the guy gets put in that machine all of a sudden the fly is in there and all of a sudden he becomes a fly uh you're talking it has to be somebody that it would have to be somebody like maybe we're talking about a six foot to eight foot tall spider because i just don't see how uh you know and you're looking at it this way. There has to, they would have to be tons and tons of spiders on a human body, just eat all the skin off of a human, you know, off of a human being. You're gonna, you're talking about tons and tons of spiders. You're not just talking about a, a couple. You're, you have you got to be talking about tons and tons of spiders here. Uh, Neffler and Burkholder's nightmarish data was published in the journal *The Science of Nature*, along with a few other. Uh, horrifying concepts, including an estimate of the combined weight of all the living spiders on Earth. It says the spiders weigh roughly 25 million tons. For, for perspective, that the team points out this figure is 478 times the weight of the Titanic. Now, I, I really wanna know how in the world they get all these figures. I mean, does somebody just come up with this in their, in their head or something? Um, it's hard to know what to say in the face of this revelation other than to suggest that you be extremely nice to your eight-legged roommates, which are very likely watching while you, are, uh, while, you, watching you while you're reading this. Or they could be watching while you're sleeping. But getting back to this point, I just don't see how uh, they could say that 400 to 800 tons, that's a lot. That that is a lot, and how many spiders are we actually talking about here, you know? And what's the size of the spiders? There's you know there's several uh, uh, degrees of you know spiders. There's there's so many. Now I could see now a shark maybe be able to do this. A great white could possibly be able to do this, you know. But I I just don't I don't get where they get this theory at about all these. Um, uh, about all these spiders and all this, I, I just I don't see it. Um, I'm going to change another story. Uh, this is based in Ohio. It's about Helltown, Helltown, Ohio. Uh, there says there's a mysterious legend surrounding Helltown, Ohio. Um, it says Helltown is one of the most legendary areas of Ohio. It wasn't always called Helltown, and that is not its official name. But the legends surrounding the non town make Helltown a far more appropriate name. The area known as Helltown is located on the northern part of Summit County, officially called Boston Mills. It was settled in 1806 and is the oldest village in Summit County. Construction projects bought settlers and a railroad station installed in the 1880s made the town thrive. Uh, It also goes on to say in 1974, President Ford signed a legislation that allowed the National Park Service to buy the area and turn it into a national park. Unfortunately for residents, this gave the government the chance to claim uh, domain and take possession of the land. The idea was that they would raise the town and turn the area into a national park. Residents had to leave immediately, leading to graffiti that read, now we know how the Indians felt. However, the government being the government, They didn't really get around to knocking down all the structures, so many streets would contain rows and rows of abandoned homes with no trespassing, signs seated next to the burned out remains of homes that had been used in fire department exercises. Now you would think uh, if the president signed that uh, so the government can take possession of this land, you would think that they would remove all these homes and stuff when everybody had to get out. You would think that the government would have removed all these homes and businesses that was was there. I hope uh, that the that the people that own these businesses and these homes, I hope they got uh, paid for uh, their properties. It goes Helltown is a nickname given to a former town that was used to be known as Boston, Ohio. Boston was founded in 1806 and apparently thrived until 1976. When the government bought out most of the town, and the townspeople were evicted from their homes, there were plans for it to be turned into a national park. However, none of these plans actually happened, and the houses remained standing, boarded up, some stood for years until they were finally demolished. A lot of legends circulate about the former town, Boston, Ohio, commonly known commonly known to Summit County residents as Helltown. And although I don't actually know if these legends are based on truth, they are pretty creepy. One legend about Helltown is Standust Road. A steep hill and sharp drop off on the road leading to a barricade dead end, which is in the top photo, which they show a photo here, which people call the end of the world. The legend says if you park there too long, you may meet your gruesome fate at the hands of the many freaks supposedly patrolling the grounds well that don't sound too good the former town cemetery boston cemetery is located deep on the grounds the cemetery is said to be uh, home to a ghostly man grave robbers and even a moving tree well that'd be interesting to see the moving tree other legends include a giant snake mutants uh, saintness and escaped mental patient and even klu klux klan member ku klux klan members are said to be Rome, the grounds of Helltown. There is no longer a barricade with a road closed sign at the end of the of uh, Stanford Road, and all the houses have been demolished. The only remaining part of Helltown is the paved road which leads up the hill. Uh, it is said to see how legends and ghost stories grew around a town that looks like it had been abandoned in the middle of the night. One of the most common tales is the cursed school bus. Out in the woods is a broken down school bus with all the seats removed, depending on who tells the story. The children on the bus were killed by either a serial killer, an escaped mental patient, or a cult. Some stories would place the ghostly children inside the bus sitting in their assigned seats. Motionless. Others claim you could hear their cries coming from the school bus shell. Some say that people have tried to dispose of the bus, but it always ended in in grievous injury or death. In reality, the school bus was used as a temporary housing for a family who bought a house that was undergoing some repairs. When the government bought the land, the family left the bus behind. Eventually, the government had the bus hauled away after locals complained of ghost hunters searching the woods for the abandoned bus. As with any town, churches are a strong source of creepy legends. There are two churches within Helltown, Boston Community Church and Mother of Sorrows. But the legends never specify which church. Uh, some say there is an evil man in the basement who prevents people from entering the church and won't let people see his face. Others say that devil worshippers own the church there and candles burning at all hours. It is never opened for mass, and that there are upside down crosses used as decoration. Uh, and then it goes on to say, well, actually, I'm going to read just one part here. It says, one of the many dark rumors behind Helltown, Ohio, is that the trees in the cemetery move. One email the ghosts of Ohio received claimed that members of a satanic cult caused the trees move in order to protect the cult's secrets. However... No substantial proof has ever been found. Then it goes on to say, and then there are the roads in Helltown that are two roads that dead end for no reason. Both roads have signs that say road closed, even though they continue off into the distance. Legends say that Centennial cults put up these signs to keep people out of their secret hideouts. In reality, the two dead ends are just opposing sides of Stanford Road, The street fell into disrepair many years ago, making it unsafe to traverse. Two different towns uh, owned portions of the road, Sagamore Hills and Northfield Center Township, but neither could afford to repair the road. Because it was a liability, it was safer just to close it. Stanford Road is also sometimes called the end of the world or the highway to hell. It is a twisting road with a steep incline, so steep that when a car crest the top of the hill from some angles. It looks like the car is driving off of a cliff. Some stories say that the road is evil, will uh, take possession of your car, and cause fatal accidents. It is more likely that thrill seekers were experimenting with the incline and crashed on their own. Other rumors claim that uh, road saintness will form a human chain around your car to prevent you from leaving. A serial killer lives in the woods and butchers drivers with an axe or a ghostly hearse, sometimes with one headlight, will chase you. Another rumor persists that the residents were driven out due to a chemical spill. Abandoned buildings and no trespassing signs put up by the U.S. government fueled these rumors, which often said that chemicals in the area uh, caused mutations in the local children. The chemical spill is also said to have uh, created the pencil. Peninsula python, a huge python that is said to reside in the woods. There is no evidence this pyth- python exists. Unfortunately, there uh, may be some truth to the chemical tales. The fam- This family owned a private dump not far from Helltown. The dump was part of the park that was created in 1974, though the National Park Service didn't acquire the land until 1985. They thought it was just an old junkyard, but park rangers stated, reporting strange odors uh, leading to headaches and rashes. One man became physically ill while collecting old bottles. Uh, The Environmental Protection Agency ran tests and discovered that there were a number of toxic substances in the area uh, from thousands of drums of chemicals dumped by major companies. The site was closed and a massive cleanup operation got underway. Now, I wonder why, maybe this is a reason why uh, nothing came to existence with uh, the federal government in this part, because they found a proof that there was uh, chemical spills. So it probably would have cost them more money to uh, get that cleaned up than what it would have just been. Just say, hey, let's just uh, forget it and we'll just build a national park somewhere else. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Other legends include an abandoned house in the woods with a light on at all times. Uh, it's not abandoned it's a hostel a ghost who sits on a cemetery bench and stares uh, blankly there is no bench in the cemetery trees in the cemetery move allegedly caused by uh, satanic uh, worship warship, devil worshipers who curse the trees to disguise their location allegations that the cemetery or other parts of the town were built on native burial grounds in a Ben's slaughterhouse and or a funeral home that is said to be haunted This is the same building, and it was never a slaughterhouse or a funeral home, and that 1984's Children of the Corn was filmed and or inspired by Helltown. It was actually filmed in Hawaii, or Hawaii, in Iowa. Sorry about that. Uh, Filmed in Iowa. Nowadays, Helltown isn't as creepy as it once was. The area is part of what is uh, now known as the Cuyahoga Valley National Recreation Area. It was... Designated National Park in 2000, and as such, abandoned structures have been restored or demolished, and the creepy ruins of the past are all but wiped away. Ah, very interesting. I guess if you want to check that out, just uh, you know, go on to, uh, I'm sure YouTube probably has something on Helltown. Um, I want to thank everybody for stopping in this evening to the coffee break. Welcome to the land of the paranormal. I'm your host, Leon L., and everybody have a safe and wonderful evening. Good night.